Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Throwback Thursday, February 21st, 2019. Steve Cypress here, and that noise you hear behind me is the torrential rain pouring down as it has all day long. I think we're getting, in some areas around here, up to two inches of rain in this crazy... Now, of course, you know, I should, uh, the rest of the country here in the U.S., is going through another polar vortex, winter, storm, cold streak, whatever you want to call it thing. And I know there's snow and ice and stuff all over. And this is as bad as it gets here in paradise in usually sunny Arizona. It is now nighttime because I've been remiss getting out here, getting a lot of things done. Jeremy Danley is here. Great seeing you, Jer Dog. Uh, but it has been like this all day. Overcast, gloomy, uh, cloudy. Reminding me of the 15 years I lived in Chicago where you don't see the sun for the entire winter for months. Here at least it's just a couple of days. Also temps in the 40s. And rain and a frost overnight and the mountains real close by with snow not just on the peaks but about halfway down the mountains. So all kinds of weather events happening here. But again, this is as tough as it gets here in Arizona, folks. So... Not so bad, is it? Anyway, I looked at the calendar and I said, February 21st, why does that date ring a bell? And then I remembered, back when I was in high school, February 21st was a Saturday in that year, in 1977, 42 years ago today, that I started uh, my, what would be about a three-year career, a little more than three years, working as a food vendor, selling peanuts and popcorns and eventually beer when I got to be 18 years old and and so forth, around the seats inside of Madison Square Garden. That was a Harlem Globetrotters event that day. I don't remember the score of the game, but I'm going to just conjecture that the Globetrotters won. The greatest team of all time, the greatest sports team of all time by far, the Harlem Globetrotters. Come on now. In a amount of percentage of games won, probably number of games won, like uh, fans attended, co- you know, countries played in, whatever. Like, talk about entrepreneurial success. Abe Saperstein, I think, is the name. Uh, if it rings a bell, the founder of the Harlem Globetrotters, entrepreneur extraordinaire that founded that team, and uh, what a great entrepreneur. Anyway, story today is about my job as a vendor in Madison Square Garden. Now, the fantastic greatest thing about it, there was a lot of great things about it, but one of the greatest things about it was no minimum wage. Not that there wasn't one. I mean, after all, I was in New York City, which is now like off the deep end liberal bastion of complete stupidity led by my favorite member of Congress ever, who up till now has just been thoroughly entertaining with her total stupidity. But uh, then last week, she suddenly took action and caused grief for millions and millions of people and lost billions and billions of dollars for her own constituents. I mean, Congress people get up for re-election like every two years. Good luck to her, like next year already. Holy crap, she better like wreak as much havoc as she can over the next, uh, whatever, 22 months because her clock is ticking already with the damage she's causing. But anyway, I digress. 
So no minimum wage for vendors. So it was pure commission jobs. So what we did is we took the food out into the seats and we brought it back at the end of the night and then we settled up and paid, you know, they kept at a register, they, they would hit our, our card. Every one vendor, when we checked in, we got a card, which by the way, checking in, there was no set schedule. You could go in when you want, not go in when you want. This is as entrepreneurial as it gets. What a fantastic, opportunity-minded, quote, job. It's the furthest thing from a job there is and the closest thing to owning your own business. We went in whenever we want, which meant I went in a lot because I've never been afraid of hard work and I have a great work ethic. And besides, uh, I learned, I realized later, after about a year working there, it was over my first summer working there, or maybe my second summer, but I realized that you know, while I was working all the time, not only was I earning money, but I wasn't spending it. Where all my other high school buddies were out partying and drinking and doing whatever and, you know, spending all the 20 bucks a week they would make in their student job or whatever. I was taking the 80 or 100 bucks I was making in a week 42 years ago, folks. That was really good money in high school back then. And, uh, and not spending it because I was always working. But anyway, you could work anytime you want. Once you got the food, there were no set sections. It was not like you're in the upper deck, you're in section 132. No, anyone could go anywhere. So you could work in the upper deck. You could work the steep sections. You could work the, the outer reaches, the lower down sections. There was, a, there was a, a strategy to working in all the different areas. You can, in fact, not work at all, which is what a lot of vendors did during the concerts. They would just check in and not work at all. I mean not at all. Not sell a thing and get a dirty look from the manager. But the manager knew these are high school kids and he wanted to just come in and see Led Zeppelin play for six straight nights for free and not work at all. Of course, I worked, but you can't work during the show because the music is so loud and the place is so dark. You can't see, you can't hear, no one can hear you. And everyone's smoking so much dope and they're high as a kite. There's a big smoke screen of smoke in the area as if the darkness wasn't up and the noise wasn't up. But they can't even understand anything or count their money or whatever. And don't even think you're going to be walking around and get down and get out of here. Don't even bother. And people are sitting in the aisles because they're moving down from the upper deck and they're all filling up all the air. You couldn't even walk through the aisles. So all you did at a concert, work, work the income and work the intermission. And work the outgo if you want, you know, you didn't hand your stuff in at the end yet, you still got stuff to sell. You could sell it, you could sell it to people on the way out. Talk about, you know, drug-induced silliness. They're about to exit the garden where they could buy stuff for like one-tenth the price, but they've got such a pronounced case of the munchies that they will overpay for whatever food you have left at the end of the night and you make money. So anyway, that's what I mean. You can work as much as you want. It was pure commission. So you were free to make zero dollars... And you were free to make 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and you were free to hustle your butt off like I did and make 30 or 40 bucks a night and go crazy. Which, you know, two hours of a sporting event, by the way, making 30 bucks is 15 bucks an hour, which today is minimum wage. Back then, minimum wage was three bucks an hour, 310 or 315 or something. And I was making a hell of a great amount of money. I was making more money just going in after school and working a couple hours, and at the end of the game or the concert or any, you're just watching. Obviously, we watched the whole concert. Like I said, you can't work during it. Not only did we watch it, but we went backstage, and we went right up to the front row, and we watched all the sporting events, 
and we watched the end of the basketball game, which if you're a basketball fan in the NBA, you know nothing matters until the last two minutes anyway, so we always checked out. You don't see vendors if you go to games. They're not selling food anymore past about the seventh inning of baseball and not in the fourth quarter of basketball and so on. So we're watching the end of all the events. On a boxing night, we're watching the actual main event because, again, we're selling all through the undercard, and then we got to check out before the main event because the main event could end in one second in a knockout, and they got to have us checked out. Can't have us sitting in there if everyone's going to be leaving and we're all full of food and they're still giving it to us. So you could work as hard as you want, work not at all if you didn't want, not show up for weeks at a time if you didn't want, show up all the time if you wanted. What a great lesson by fire, baptism by fire, into the world of being an entrepreneur. We make our own way. It was just opportunity. Here's food. There's a stadium full of people. Go. Go slow, go fast. Work hard, don't work hard. Walk all the way to the top or walk halfway up in the section and yell and think people are going to hear you up there and wave. They can't even see. Check it out next time you're at an event and see if you even look more than three or four rows down in front of you. You certainly don't look ten rows down. So guys would be lazy and walk halfway up, miss out on all those sales. I walk all the way to the top, pent up demand. People are buying like crazy because nobody works that hard. Nobody goes up there. So I learned how to work hard. I learned how to be self-motivated to show up. I learned how to count money and be responsible for the money. I had to pay for the stuff. I got robbed a few times. This is New York City in the 70s, by the way. So, of course, I got robbed uh, a few times. I had to learn how to be, uh, take care of myself and be careful and not get into situations you don't want to get into. Uh, I learned all kinds of great stuff that I never would have learned Especially not if the government mandated some ridiculous, stupid minimum wage as if I could live on it. Okay, I was a high school kid living at home. Did I need a, a livable wage, as, as Comrade Bernie calls it? Like, of course not. That would have priced me right out of the market. They never would have hired as many vendors. They never would have hired me. I had no experience and, you know, whatever reason they would have given. They never would have hired me if they had to pay me outright. Second of all, I wouldn't have learned anything that I just said about learning if they just paid me a, a high salary. I, I wouldn't have learned that, hey, while other people are not working the concerts, I'm working the concerts. While other people are not going to the upper deck, I'm going to the upper deck. While other people are, are not moving fast, I'm moving fast. So I learned how to push myself, how to work hard, all kinds of great things. So similar to all kinds of other jobs, jobs, endeavors that I've taken on, and hopefully you are too. If you're watching this video and you're an entrepreneur, I know I'm just like you. We all did things like shoveling snow and paper routes, and my first uh, money-making endeavor was collecting bottles and returning them for a penny apiece. I would go around on my bike and fish them out of the garbage and bring them out to the, to the place and get a penny for the bottles. But I was making money, again, instead of goofing off and doing nothing or spending money. Uh, that other kids were doing. So I learned all kinds of great things. That's 42 years ago today, February 21st, 1977. I started that job in Madison Square Garden. Still the greatest job for a student of all time. Think about it. We're going in after work and we're going in into the entertainment capital, one of the entertainment capitals of the world. We're watching all kinds of concerts and events and the World Cup comes in every four years on the closed circuit TV and it's you know, crazy experience and all kinds of track meets and 
and, and concerts, and uh, I think I already said that, rest, pro wrestling would come in once a month. That was always awesome. The days of Bruno San Martino and the Iron Sheik. No, the Iron Sheik was, was later after I left, but uh, those were the days back then. So learned a lot of lessons, great student job. Now, at the same time, I, I used to say, at the same time was a, the greatest job a student could have. It was about the worst job an adult could have. And unfortunately, there were adults that also worked there. There were grown men. They were sitting there carrying 40 pounds of crap, lifting it up and down all night and yelling at the top of their lungs and, and working for 20 bucks. But they were working jobs during the day and they had kids and they had to make ends meet and they came out and made some more money at night, some more power to them. But real crappy job for adults, but what a great job for kids. I mean, we just had a blast and uh, made our own money and made our own way, learned a lot of great habits, made a lot of great friends, great connections. and. Uh, and uh, I wish that kind of a job on everybody. So hopefully, if you have kids out there, you're able to get them into a situation where they don't get paid a set wage. They certainly don't get some exorbitant minimum wage BS nonsense as if they're supposed to support a family. That's crap. Get them into some kind of no guarantees, opportunity only. You work, you get paid. You don't, you don't. You show up when you want, so you see if they show up and learn good habits, and man, then let them loose into the world and watch what happens. I've not only had a ton of success as an entrepreneur, but I've helped thousands of entrepreneurs do the same, and a lot of that goes back to that fantastic job that I started 42 years ago today. That's it, the Throwback Thursday, going back to 1977. Hard to believe that I graduated high school over 40 years ago, my 40th reunion. My high school class was last fall. Hard to believe, but on the other hand, I have a long way to go. Still a spring chicken. I've got a lot of wisdom, but also a lot of energy that I share with my clients and I'm sharing with you every day right here. And by the way, I was looking, but it's packed away somewhere for I still have one of my old uniforms and my old uh, buttons and, and price buttons and stuff from working in Madison Square Garden. I couldn't find it and I realized you can just scroll back wherever you're watching or listening to this to uh, Halloween last year and uh, if you're on LinkedIn or the Rhino Daily blog or the Rhino uh, or, or on Facebook or uh, wherever else I put this video up all over the place you can see a video of me in uniform. Uniform, I wore that as my Halloween costume. I actually won a prize for it at one of the parties for best costume. Who knew? Anyway, it wasn't a costume, folks. It was a real uniform from the greatest job ever for a high school kid. All right, Bill's here, Jim, Lincoln, everybody else. I missed everyone scrolling up. Thanks, everyone, being here live, watching on the replay. That'll do it. From a gloomy, chilly, rainy, rain-soaked Arizona on Throwback Thursday. I will catch you tomorrow on Foundation Friday with a foundational basic business building tip to help you have more fun and make more money. Catch you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.